Listening to this podcast is a beautiful way to gain insight and learn actionable steps that you can carry forward in your own life. But what if I told you there was a way for you to join in on the conversation? Well, here is your formal invitation to do just that. You can tap into a very free online community of like-minded people who came here to do the very same thing you did when you clicked play on this episode, to heal, grow, and expand their knowledge. And they are just as excited to talk about what they are hearing on this episode. I would be so honored to have you join us each week in a live group call over on the Peanut app. And if the thought of having to talk to a group makes you want to bury your head in the dirt, don't worry. Your participation is absolutely not required. You are more than welcome to just listen in on the live pod. If you are new to the Peanut app, it is a safe space for women to connect. Whether you're navigating fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, or just seeking a supportive community, Peanut provides access to that community filled with like-minded individuals who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. And they just so happen to have a live podcast feature, which is where you will find me discussing these topics among that community. The link for the Peanut app and my Root and Rise Peanut group are in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on today's episode and introducing you to this loving online community that I've built. And if you have any suggestions for topics you want to discuss in future pods, I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, friend, and welcome to the Root and Rise podcast. My name is Brienne, and with each episode, I intend to plant some seeds of insight, help you water them with love, and send you off with a little extra light to help you root and rise. Today, we are talking about embracing motherhood and all of its challenges and struggles. But first, I would like to acknowledge you, my listener and friend, for being here with me today. You are the reason for this podcast. I appreciate your presence, and I'm really excited to help you root and rise. Embracing motherhood is the last part of my series, but certainly not the least. I've actually had to break up this part into its own separate sections because I couldn't stop adding to it. We've talked about pregnancy from the first trimester through birth and into the postpartum period. Now, it's time to discuss the transformative time that is new motherhood. You have undergone tremendous change. As I mentioned before in my episode on that postpartum period, your world has been turned upside down. And even though you might just find that it's now actually right side up, that change can still be quite rough. Especially for those new mothers during the pandemic, you've had to go through this change entirely alone. It's my intention to walk with you through this transition into motherhood so you don't feel so alone on the journey. It's interesting because at this time in my life, I'm finding myself drawn towards caterpillars and butterflies. Really, I'm finding that they're drawn towards me. My in-laws came to visit recently and I was telling my father-in-law that I really wanted to grow and release butterflies. The very next day, we found a caterpillar climbing up the side of my house Within less than 24 hours of catching it, it had already formed a cocoon and was nestled in, ready to make that dream come true. The reason this is so interesting to me is because as a Native American, I'm fascinated by animal medicine. Animal medicine is the symbolism and messages that you can receive from the animals surrounding you. I spoke about my inability to ignore the creative spider medicine in my episode on the beginning of Root and Rise. Now, I'm finding myself surrounded by butterfly medicine, which is 
all about transformation. The transformation from the larva to caterpillar, chrysalis to butterfly. And the symbolism for the transformation into motherhood is undeniable for me. It's monumental. At each stage of motherhood, from pregnancy to labor to birth, postpartum to motherhood, you are transforming. It's not just one area of you that is transforming either. It's your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your world. This animal medicine is making me realize it's high time for me to do something to honor this transformation. Now, I could spend this time talking about all of the joys of your transformation into motherhood, because there are so many joys, but you already see that everywhere. You hear it on other podcasts, see it all over your newsfeed. You can't avoid it when you turn on the TV. It's everywhere. You are bombarded with the joys of motherhood. Knowing that, I want to spend this time talking about something you don't hear enough of, the challenges and struggles. And yes, there will be joys and lessons mixed in, because you didn't think I'd just leave it all dark and difficult, did you? While becoming a mother, you are experiencing a new normal. There is an identity shift happening. You are learning how to be this new mother version of yourself, and yet still trying to remember who you were before that. Because that person is still there, I promise. For quite a long time after giving birth, I kept telling my husband, I don't know who I am anymore. And while he always said, nothing has changed, I'm still me, it's hard to make sense of. Because to me, everything had changed. I would look in the mirror and not even recognize myself. To be completely honest with you, I still have these moments. This is because you both lose yourself and find yourself in motherhood. And you can come out of it a stronger and fuller version of yourself. Trust me when I say that you can embrace motherhood as impossible as that may seem at times. But this is only possible if you can be gentle with honest, and take good care of yourself along the way. In this episode, we will talk about the root of motherhood struggles. I felt it was important to discuss that before my next episodes, which will go deeper into all of the ways that you will lose and find yourself along the way. And if you hear a little baby snoring in the background, that's because I'm wearing my baby as I'm recording this. I honestly don't know how he's sleeping through this, but I'm just going to take this win and keep recording. With all of that being said, I want to start this episode by saying I wish someone would have told me that motherhood was going to be this hard. When I pictured becoming a mother, I knew I would lose out on sleep and definitely be a bit busier. But I imagined it feeling fulfilling and joyful and purposeful. And I was right. But I was also wrong. It's not just those things. It's also frustrating, gloomy, and filled with shame. No one talks about that side of motherhood, though, probably because it is filled with so much shame. And since no one is talking about it, it just creates more shame, both for ourselves and for all of the other mothers out there, because silence is a breeding ground for shame. We are stuck in the cycle of shame, and it's time to break free of that. However, as soon as you mention the dark moments of motherhood, those long days without a break, the moments where you feel like this messed up, completely lost version of yourself, people assume that you don't love motherhood, which then translates to not loving your kids. And this could not be further from the truth. So I want to break that motherhood mold, the one where we only discuss how beautiful motherhood is. 
I'm going to be real and raw with you because I wish someone had done that for me. Though, since I feel that same shame as well, I do feel the need to tell you that I love my son more than I ever knew I could possibly love someone. So much so that I hear Aerosmith's I don't want to miss a thing playing in my head when I watch him sleep. Yes, I love him so much that sometimes I just watch him sleep. As I talk about my struggles with motherhood, you need to know that it does not mean I don't love being a mother because it has given me a new purpose in life. I feel like I found something I never knew I was missing. And when you have those same dark thoughts that I'll talk about passing through your own head, I hope you feel seen by me. I know you still love motherhood. I know you love your child. And I know how hard motherhood can be. (sighs) All right, let's start this at the root of many motherhood struggles. Society. Society has so many expectations of women and even more of mothers. In traditional gender roles, women are expected to care for the children, care for the husband, and care for the household. With laundry put away immediately, food on the table when the husband gets home. You are expected to do this with your hair done, face full of makeup, all while fitting into a certain dress size, because society also expects your body to just bounce back after childbirth. Of course, this was all before women entered the workplace. Now, you're expected to do all of that on top of having a job, should you choose to work after having children. So let's talk about those working mothers. Trying to pursue your career as a mother faces its own unique set of challenges. While trying to maintain your family's happiness, your home's cleanliness, and everything else that your personal life might require, your work has a separate set of needs from you. The pressure is really on for you to perform well while juggling all of the different hats that you wear. At work, it's generally frowned upon to have your motherhood overlap with business. Kids sick, family emergency, baby up all night, work will not be forgiving. A lot of your coworkers or employers can have a hard time seeing you as anything other than a mother. But with those pressures that I talked about, with having you needing to perform well while juggling all of these different hats, it means that somehow, even though they can't see you as anything other than a mother, they expect you to work as if you are not a mother. And don't get me started on the lack of support for pumping in some workplaces, because that's just cruel. <laughs> you can hear my son snoring, and it's absolutely adorable. <sighs> I would say I'm sorry, but really, I'm just, you're welcome. You're welcome for the little baby snores. Anyway, aside from all of that, working mothers have enough emotional struggles to deal with. There are unfortunately people who will judge you for being in the workplace instead of being at home with your child. And if you don't hear it outright from people, you might still feel that judgment from society. Or you might judge yourself. Because while you are at work doing important things, you are potentially missing important moments. You cannot be there for every first that your child has. And it can be incredibly heartbreaking to know that your child had a monumental moment while you were away. This goes for all parents, not just mothers. My husband also struggles with parts of being a full-time working parent. He's told me about how hard it can be to miss out on the fun and happy moments that my son has while he's away. Parents might come home to a crying and overtired baby and miss out on all of those happy moments entirely. My husband leaves before our baby is awake. That means if he works late, 
He doesn't even get to see our baby awake at all that day. I know it can feel like you're missing out on a lot while you're at work. But being a stay-at-home mom is no walk in the park either. Not having a mother present in my own life while I was growing up, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so bad to make up for it. I'm not going to lie to you. I envisioned it to be a day filled with baby snuggles, giggles, and plenty of time to get the housework done. The thought of a happy baby in a clean home was, of course, very enticing. I know I'm not the first person to picture staying at home with your children to be easy, or really being completely unaware of the amount of work and challenges that stay-at-home mothers face. Having played that role, I can report back to you that the fate of your entire day is dictated by a small human that doesn't giggle as easily or as often as you might think. That's a small human who can somehow make so many demands of you throughout the day without speaking an actual real word. Oh, and forget ever hearing any real words all day. You can become so desperate for a real conversation that you're ready to bombard your partner, neighbor, or some random stranger at the store just to have a real adult conversation. And that housework takes a backseat to your child because being present for your child is the most important work. The dishes or laundry cannot get done when your child needs to eat, requires your supervision for play, or comfort for their many meltdowns. It felt like a lot of days my husband would come home to a messy house, me still in my pajamas, no chores done, and beyond ready for a break. Because there are no breaks when no one is around to give you a break. During the day, I would always have high expectations of what would get done. Dishes, a load of laundry, water the plants, the list goes on. When the days come that my son is particularly clingy, won't nap, or won't even allow me to step away to use the bathroom without screaming, it gets tough. Mentally and emotionally tough. I feel like a failure when I accomplish nothing on my to-do list, and it can wear on my patience pretty quickly. Even though I have checked off the most important box of all, taking care of my child. Now, I'm somewhere in the middle of a working mother and a stay-at-home mother. I work part-time, mother full-time, without any help with childcare during the day. I know the pandemic has produced a lot of other parents in the same situation, trying to juggle all of these pressures at work while being under the same roof of a child that requires your care. Truly, it deserves a spot of recognition and respect on your resume. Because being a work and stay-at-home mom requires an entirely different set of skills and strengths. That dedication and resiliency should speak volumes to any future employer. I commend every mother that is chasing their career dreams, facing the challenges of staying at home, or juggling both. And if you haven't yet heard the terms mental load or emotional labor yet, motherhood will quickly introduce you. This is all of the invisible work that happens below the surface, work that is unseen and unpaid. And I don't mean paid in the traditional sense of the word. I'm talking payment in the form of acknowledgement or thanks. Work that you do over and over, every single day, without notice or any sense of recognition. The mental load is trying to remember to schedule appointments or naps, give medications, keep track of how often your baby is eating or going through diapers, Plus, the added tasks around the home, like baby-proofing, washing bottles, knowing where your child needs to be at developmentally, or what toys or language they should be using. 
And while you may not actually be the person executing all of these tasks, you are most likely the one exerting energy and thought, keeping up with all of them. Now, these may seem like small or simple tasks to keep up with, but trust me when I tell you that they will quickly occupy a lot of your brain space. They will not leave much room for anything else, and that is the root of the famously foggy and jumbled mom brain for me. Emotional labor is managing your child's mood, needs, and feelings. You are no longer responsible for just yourself. In fact, your own needs are probably on the back burner as you try to help your baby work through theirs. Even if you get a break or your partner relieves you of that task, the emotional labor perpetuates as you worry about how things are going while you are away. This emotional labor extends to your partners as well, since you care about whether or not they are getting enough love and attention from you. To give myself a break from it all, I went for a massage around five or six months postpartum. It was a very sweet gift from my friend Katie and was going to be my very first outing away from my baby. As you can imagine, I was definitely anxious about it. Before I left, I wore myself out trying to ensure that my baby and husband were set up for happiness. I scheduled when to feed him, tried to time it so that he would nap during that time, changed his diaper, set out any items that they might need while I was away, and the list goes on. This is the mental load. Then, once I got to my massage, I went on to continue worrying during the entire thing. I worried about how my baby was acting for my husband, and how my husband was coping with being alone with our baby for the first time. I felt guilty for leaving my baby, selfish for doing something for myself, and pressure to race home quickly. There was no real release, no real break, and no real relaxation for me. This is the emotional labor. It ended up being a fairly easy experience for the two of them. Honestly, I'm unsure whether my mental load actually helped to make things better for them or not, but I do know that the emotional labor that I ended up taking on was unnecessary. I wished I would have allowed myself to take a true break from even thinking or worrying about it, and that I would have asked my husband to take on some of the mental load. A load so invisible that he had no idea I was carrying. But taking a break and asking for help are not things that come easily to mothers. While it's not vocalized by myself, my husband, or even flat out said by society, it is something that I feel, as a woman, is my duty to take on. We've been taught that this is normal, that this is just our responsibility as mothers. Women are told that they can have it all. We are sent the message that we can and should do it all, with a smile on your face, a sense of ease, and not a single complaint. How realistic does that really sound? I don't know about you, but I lose my mind when I'm trying to meet that impossible expectation. It's not healthy for anyone to function on that level long term. Something's gotta give, or else we will. Trying to meet these unrealistic expectations, I was pouring everything into my son. And while he was napping, I was pouring everything into keeping up with work and maintaining a clean home. But clean houses don't really exist with children. It was a never-ending battle for me. I ended up crashing and burning, more than a few times. Then I would just become so overwhelmed from trying to do it all and not asking for help that I would just break. I needed a break. 
Needing time away does not mean that you don't love your baby or spending time with them. It also doesn't mean that you are a bad or selfish mom. Asking for help to get a break does not make you a failure. It means that you are human with your own human needs. And one day it will be good for your child to see those needs and to watch you take care of them for yourself. It displays true self-care, self-love, and self-respect. Admitting that you can't do it all or be it all will give your child the grace to be human as well. That will take the pressure off of them to be perfect. Letting your child see you ask for help will not make them think of you as weak or incompetent. It will teach them how to let others in. They will learn that they can rely on and trust others for comfort, support, or wisdom. I have to admit that my struggle with stepping away has been a little harder than I expected. I know I mentioned in my episode on intergenerational trauma that I wouldn't become the opposite extreme of my own absent mother. And I'm here to have it on the record, I was wrong. My mommy issues are coming out to play hard. Sometimes I feel like I can't leave my son alone. I can't step away. Even when my husband has him, I still find myself fussing over him. It took my sweet friend Bethany pointing out that it might be a good lesson for my son to see me leave and always come back. It was such a powerful realization for me, one that brought tears to my eyes. Being able to see beyond my perceived negative action allowed me to see what my son could gain from it. Taking that step back also made me realize what my husband could gain from it. He wasn't getting that bonding time or building the confidence of fixing problems himself when I was always swooping in to deal with it. Even knowing the benefits that we all got from me stepping back a bit, I continue to struggle. Every moment I stepped away from my son, I immediately missed him. My husband and I have a running joke where about an hour after we put my son to bed, I start to miss him so much that I want to wake him up. That is motherhood. You could spend all day trying to get a break from them, but then miss them as soon as you get it. Rosika Parker wrote about this push and pull, or maternal ambivalence. She writes about how it's a normal experience of motherhood to want your baby close and to want your own space. Motherhood is a balancing act of give and take. We are not used to allowing ourselves to feel both the want for closeness and the desire for solitude. However, accepting duality within those truths will allow us to accept ourselves and the realities of motherhood. This can help release our expectations of motherhood. It's not all good or all bad. It's good and bad. Learning to replace that or in your mentality with and can make a huge difference. You can simultaneously be in love with motherhood and Hate it at the same time. Admitting motherhood can be bad sometimes isn't that easy though, right? That's when mom guilt comes to hang out. She tells you that you should be loving motherhood. That you should do better and more for your baby. That it's selfish to put yourself first. Society sets the expectation that motherhood means you're a martyr. We don't have to accept that constant suffering. You continue to sacrifice and ignore your needs. Despite what you see on social media or TV, this is not sustainable or realistic. 
You need to ask for help. Now, I'm not saying that's easy because trust me, I know it's not. Since I know I'm capable of doing each individual task, I feel like I should be capable of doing all of the tasks, especially when I was able to do it all before having a baby. But we don't have the same priorities or free time that we used to. I'll repeat myself here. You can't do it all. And there is nothing wrong with saying that. Do you want to know the beautiful part of admitting that you can't do it all? You release that burden from other mothers. It starts with us. Change starts with us honoring our own needs and advocating for the needs of other moms out there. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Sharing my innermost motherhood world with you has been painful for me at times. But my focus is you and making your motherhood experience a little bit lighter than the one before. I'm here to show you that you don't have to live life with an empty cup. It's impossible to fill from an empty cup. If you are pouring everything into your child, and then into your house, and then into your partner, and then into your work, really, what's left over for yourself? Nothing. It's a recipe for burnout. That is no way to live. You cannot be a present or pleasant mother if you are unable to care for yourself. We need to spend just as much time worrying about our own sleep, emotions, and needs as we do our babies. These are basic, fundamental human needs. So please, ask for help, as hard as it may be. Have someone you love come over and just hold your baby so you can read, do yoga, or paint your nails. Do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if you do need some ideas, I have a list of things that you can do for postpartum self-care up on my blog. I'll make sure to link that in the episode notes for you. There are many mothers out there who find themselves in a position where help is not available. I understand that struggle more than you know. As a military family, we don't have our support system near. And having given birth during a pandemic, no one was even able to interact with my baby for almost nine months. No additional help was available. It came down to my husband and I learning how to balance breaks between the two of us. Even the times I have people around to help with my baby, I don't realize I can ask for help because I've gotten so used to doing it alone. Don't fall into this trap. Between society's unrealistic expectations of you and your unrealistic expectations of you, motherhood is challenging enough as it is. Why make it harder on yourself than it needs to be? Motherhood is painful. It's transformative. It makes you question who you are. It feels like losing yourself and meeting yourself all at the same time. Spend the limited and precious energy that you have to care for you because it's important to do what you can to love and support yourself through this transformation. Continue on with me into the next episode, How Motherhood Changes You, to talk about losing yourself in motherhood. Well, friend, you just heard my take on the challenges and struggles of motherhood. Thank you for tuning in to the Root and Rise podcast. As always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. I hope that this has brought you some insight and inspired you to root and rise in your own life. I love hearing from you. So please follow me on Instagram at Root and Rise Podcast and be sure to send your comments, questions, or just reach out to say hello. I love making new friends. If you would like to review notes on today's episode, head over to rootandriseblog.com. Make sure to subscribe. 
And if you loved what you heard today or know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please take a screenshot and tag me to share this on your social media. My name's Brienne, and until next time, I'll be sending you so much light so you too can root and rise.